welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And we are so excited for today's episode because we get to welcome back to the show author Denise Williams. If you remember last year, we loved Denise's debut novel, How to Fail at Flirting, and now she's back with her sophomore novel, The Fastest Way to Fall. The way that Phoebe and I both screamed in our respective locations when this opportunity came up to talk to Denise again, and then when we got the book in the mail... I mean, highlight of 2021 for me. And I am so glad that we got to sit down and talk with Denise about this book because dare I say, I loved it even more than How to Fail Flirting. It's definitely, they, you put it best in the interview that it's a story of healing and it's also a great, wonderful romance rom-com because it's the story of Britta who is a fat woman and she is a writer and she works for a magazine and the story comes up and the opportunity to get involved with a fitness app. And before that sounds scary to anyone, it is this really fun, beautiful story about loving your body as it is, but it's not preachy. It does not feel like something that is like toxic positivity it feels very real and very normal and the love interest Wes is just a delight (laughs) and you'll hear from Denise in this interview that Wes was really the character that she started this book around he was really the main character um before Britta came to life and everything and and we met Wes in How to Fill Out Flirting um and I am so glad that we got to see his story fully developed it also has some uh themes of addiction and uh I guess parental abandonment would be another good one to flag in there Mm. uh and abandonment of other family members so again just like How to Fail at Flirting, this book does cover some sensitive and difficult topics, but I think that the way that Denise does it is with such grace, and she's got a beautiful author's note at the beginning of the book, and all of her trigger warnings are always on her website. So, Which is another reason why we absolutely love her and are so, so happy and grateful for her time. So here's our interview with Denise. Welcome back to Read It or List It. We are so excited because we are back with Denise Williams. If you've listened to Read It or List It at all in the last year, you know we absolutely love her debut novel, How to Fail at Flirting. And Denise has done it again with her sophomore novel, novel, The Fastest Way to Fall. So welcome back, Denise. We are so excited, if you can't tell, to have you back on the show. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. It's so good to see you all. Well, and hear you all, but I can physically see you since we're on Zoom. So it's awesome. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so the fastest way to fall, we met the character, uh, one of the characters uh, in the middle of the How to Fail at Flirting last year. And I remember being so excited when you told us that the next book was going to be about Wes and his journey to love. And so I don't know how how is this process different than how to fail at flirting because it's a very different story. 
It is a very different story. Um, I started writing this book. Uh, actually, it was in, it was just about two years ago. It was um, mm -hmm. during National Novel Writing Month. So it was a NaNoWriMo book. And I wrote 90,000 words in a month, which I had kind of forgotten about until I went back in the archive to find something. Wow. Um, they weren't good words. And then I wrote 30,000 more and this book was unwieldy. Um, but uh, what was kind of nice about writing this is I wrote it while um, I was trying to get a literary agent and then we were trying to sell How to Fail at Flirting. So it was sort of just my distraction book and I just kind of threw everything into it. Um, but at the same time, I actually knew a little bit about what I was doing. Um, the first book I mentioned here was the first novel I'd ever written, and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, it was just all vibes, no plot. Um, <laughs> and so with this one, I outlined more, I, I planned more, I went off the rails with my plan, but I did have a plan. Um, and so that felt like a lot more um, contained than when I wrote the first book. But also, and I love the characters in my first novel and how to fill out flirting, um, but there's so much more of me in this book. Um, and um, we can talk about the, the description and, you know, Brita is a fat woman and I really wanted to center a fat woman and show her experiences being comfortable with herself, but also like living in a real world where stuff gets you sometimes as a fat woman. And so um, that like, there's just so many of my own stories in there and I can, I can give a little insight on that if you want. Um, but that was a little bit different and that's kind of been different the whole way through. So seeing like reviews, I don't read a lot of them, but when I see them like that hits a little bit different just because it's so much more of me in the book. Um, and I love Wes. I, oh, I told my dreaming. husband that, you know, <laughs> if people can take corporeal form, like we're going to We'll have a conversation because I just. <laughs> I wanted to ask about that in a little bit, but that was something. So number one, the the authors know. I texted Ashley when I started it, and I was like, "Read the whole authors note." <laughs> like I knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be bad for me emotionally when I was like I had a single tear just like oh down like it like it was like a movie tear down <laughs> my, when I read the author's note because already already you know not even a page into the novel I was already feeling so seen and it just felt so mm -hmm. like hearing you just talk about writing it 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 I can feel that because it felt like cathartic to read like that experience itself felt like it's a story that so many women need to hear and want to hear in our world that don't get that because you do see there are books about you know fat main characters plus size main characters but they're not talked about in as raw and as like uh, authentic of a way as I think that you portrayed Britta's experience and I, I mean especially since I at first you know like I would say I don't tend to read books that focus on like exercise or anything like that because that can be a triggering thing for me mm -hmm. um and yet the way that this was written felt so it just it just made me feel really seen so I think yeah. if that was at all what you were trying to accomplish with with Britta's character um it was a home run for me you all can see me but like if you're listening I'm just like beaming like <laughs> Um, and you know, I, um, I, I thought about that and I, that's why I kind of added the author's note after once we got into editing. So I was like, I think I want to frame this at the beginning because people seem, some people are so anxious. Like it's about exercise. Is it going to be about, you know, hating yourself or having to change? And this idea that, you know, you can, 
be a fat person and be into exercise or being exploring fitness and it not mean that you hate yourself, yeah. um, that it not mean that you think you need to change your body. It's just that idea of like, gosh, I can be strong. Um, but at the same time, I know when I, when I went through that journey and I was going to the gym a lot and, and working out a lot, it did make me think about like my relationship with my body and even writing this book, um, like on the first pass, I wrote it very much from this is what I think and I believe. And as I sent it out to my critique partners and my beta readers, they raised things that I hadn't even thought thought about that made me think about like, oh, like, what is that relationship with my body? Or what is that like thing I'm thinking about food? Um, Rosie Dannon read an early version of it who wrote The Roommate and the Intimacy Experiment. And there's a point in there where I think um, Britta was talking about guilty pleasure foods. Um, and it's still in the book, but I kind of retooled it a little bit. And I just put that term out there as if just a normal term. She's like, well, you know, what if you disassociated this from guilt or talked about how we attach food to guilt? And I was like, like, I just had never thought about that. And so mm -hmm. like that for me was really cathartic too, to just be like, oh, you know, look at these. I wish I was as well-rounded as this character, but that like those, I don't know, that's not what you asked, but those were some things I kind of picked up as I was writing yeah. it. Yeah. Which I think is the most relatable part of Britta is that she, cause I think we see a lot of, um, fat characters in media who are just like, I love my body and I'm confident. I don't have a bad day ever because that's the ideal. Like that, I think we all want to get to that point, but also like every, every person in every body has a vulnerable day where they're like, I just wish I was the after photo. Like, I don't want to be the before photo anymore. And I think that's what I appreciated most about Britta because pre-pandemic, I was in the best mental shape of my life because I was using the gym for my mental health and not my physical health. Um, cause I was trying to get ready for my wedding and then my wedding got canceled and the gym closed because of COVID. Yeah. And that was the, the first time where all of a sudden I like started having all these negative thoughts again. And like, I was like, wait a second for the first time I was utilizing the gym for myself and not for my physical body, if that makes sense. Um, and that was like a huge eye-opening thing. And I loved seeing like Britta, like running the race. I was like, yes, girl. Yes. It was just so, I don't know. It was, it, it didn't feel it, 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 her journey was so normal. And I think that's what I loved. Like there were outside forces that are, negative and frustrating um but then like I don't know like I always just think of like how my husband like talks to me on my like down days when I'm like not loving my body and like he loves me every day so regardless if I love myself every day it's just like oh yeah and like all those things that we know but it's just like when you see somebody else like on paper doing it you're like yeah okay I'm I'm okay <laughs> and, you know and Wes the hero is really in love with her I, I don't have a copy yet of the UK cover, but on the UK cover, he is falling from the sky and she is running. And I love that. I have a- So I need, I need a second book is what you're saying. I need to go to Waterstones. <laughs> the Waterstones.uk. <laughs> no, I'm trying to, when I can back up without it messing the sound, I've got a little picture of it. But, uh, you know, he falls first, I, I think, in the book. And like, he loves her from the beginning in so many different ways, but I loved writing Wes because I feel like he's just so 
affirming without being without being condescending or fetishizing like he just Mm -hmm. loves her and loves her mind and her heart and her body and her butt um you know the whole way through and I think that was what was so fun to write and when we think about characters I chuckle because in my first draft I sent it out to my friends and they're like we love Wes we love Wes's story Britta is kind of a robot (laughs) and um I got, I was like, ah, uh, you're right. I didn't give her any personality or friends or I was so focused on writing his story that that's really what came first and then went back and like filled out Britta. And it's, it's funny because that's the character most people really talk about and really love. And I love her too. Um, and so as you think about like writing and it being so iterative that, yeah, I was so focused on his journey that, yeah, she was a little bit of a robot at first. And so I'm glad I have those beta readers. Well, I just I, looked up the UK cover and it's, adorable (laughs) I really love it I'm really excited to get my copies we can talk about Wes because let me just tell you that is first of all Wes Wesley is my favorite name in the world um it's also my husband's middle name and I call him that more often than not uh usually in a British accent I don't know why it just is the way it is I mean sometimes you just need to use a British accent yeah I mean yeah (laughs) So anyways, I, I was like before when, I think when you first posted the cover of the book on Instagram and, and like had a blurb or something. And I like, I knew it was about Wes, but then I forgot, like, I forgot that his name was Wes. I forgot like, and then I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to read this from the name alone. And then the <laughs> character and everything about him. I mean, I, like you just love when there are characters, obviously like we can always relate to, or more, more often than not, we relate to the um, female character. And I definitely feel that way with Britta, but also I felt like Wes was so vivid and real in my mind and reminded me so much of my own husband. And I think that's like what you get when you like have like a real, like a, a relationship that feels so authentic like this. Um, I loved their chemistry. I love like even through the, like the all their messages. Yeah, it's like a, you've got mail type of situation for the first like hundred pages. And that's my Love favorite it. rom-com. I was recently on the um, rom ever after rom ever after podcast. I was last year, I guess, but, um, and we talked about all the myriad ways it's problematic, but I still love that idea of, I love it. you know, falling in love digitally. And I was in the AOL chat room, AOL instant messenger generation. Like I fell in love like every four days in the chat room <laughs> with somebody and, um, that's, uh, that's so real to me. And I, yeah, I love writing like the texting and the email. Um, I just think that's really fun. Cause that's how so many of us, that's how you flirt when it starts out for so many of us. And so, yeah, that's really yeah. Cool. Oh no, like it sent me back because I, I, I've struggled and I've been always trying to find a, a new way to phrase, like I've struggled with my weight my whole life. I have always been, uh, I've always been fat. I've always been on the chubbier side. And so I feel like for so many of us, like when you get to not feel like that is the first thing that people are going to think or see about you and Britta, she's a writer. So like her, her tone comes across so well in her emails to Wes and she's so charming. And like, I think that's where like he, cause he's so professional for so long. And then like, he starts playing into the <laughs> games and it's just like, Ooh, <laughs> and like, you know, I mean, Ashley and I have talked about this all year with how the only thing that gets us through is a happily ever after. And it's like, we know where it's going. We know where it's going, but you're still like, Ooh, they're flirting. <laughs> it's so exciting. I know. I- 
I wonder when that's ever, I don't think it's ever going to get old or ever get like, I just, every time, like, you know, where where it's heading, you know, it's a romance, you know what this is about. And still like the entire time, I'm just like, what's going to happen next? How are we going to get from point A? Even at the very beginning of this book, I was thinking, I was like, how are we going to go from this relationship? Knowing Wes's character, like seeing how he was in the very beginning, I was like, how are we ever going to get from point A to point Z? Like, how are we going to get there? (laughs) The one bed truth! (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not sure if in the, in the intro, you provided some like content warnings, but the, the hero just has a lot of stuff going on around, you know, with his family and addiction uh, in his family and, and, and helping his parent. And so, yeah, he's in like a pretty dark place, kind of in that Mm -hmm. like moment of professional existential dread. Mm -hmm. And I think that too, when I go back and read it, because, you know, I, we finished this book probably back in February with editing. And then I've been working on other things since then. So like going back to look at it now, I'm like, oh, I kind of forget, like he's in like a rocky place when this book starts and he's just looking for that connection and it's her and it's, but it's not just her. It's what she kind of brings out too. Like she helps him remember his passions. Mm-hmm. And I think Britta is very clear about her passions. Like from the beginning, that wasn't really changed. She wants to be a writer. She is a writer. She loves to write. But he is sort of in that place where he's kind of lost touch with what makes him feel whole. Mm-hmm. And um, I won't spoil that, but at the end, that kind of comes full circle. And but it's, <laughs> it's what you made me think about me. Right. So, okay. It was so nice to see Jake and Naya. Obviously, we have hey. like a big attachment to them as well. Um, so how has it been since like, it's been a year since How to Fail at Flirting has come out? Like, just how has the response been? How do you feel like things have changed or anything like that? Yeah, I think, you know, I think the response, I don't have a lot to compare it to because that was my debut novel. But uh, for me, the response has been wonderful. And um, I, uh, I'm still not reading my reviews because that's just for my own mental health. But at this point, I think they're pretty solid. There's enough of them out there that kind of level out. And so I think people tend to enjoy it. Um, but what honestly has been the most incredible thing to me and that it's still happening, um, not as often now, but it's still happening, is the messages I get from, I'd say from strangers and from people I know, telling me um, this is my story. Mm-hmm. This is what happened to me in my abusive relationship, or this is how I survived this, or this is what it meant for me to see a healing journey in the context of a rom-com. Mm-hmm. Um, and people have been so raw and so open. And you know, I expected to hear from people, I expected to see reviews. I didn't expect that. And I save every one of those messages. I reply mm-hmm. to every one of them um, because it's so incredible to me that um, you know, reading that book, was that moment of, of being seen for people, um, for someone who had gone through that or who is going through that or who knows somebody who's going through that. Um, and that like, it's, I don't know, it's everything. And it's kind of like with this book, it's hearing that the book makes people feel seen or, you know, it's, it's a mirror that's, that's held up and they see their own experiences as valid and beautiful and, and perfect and as an author like sales are great making lists would probably be awesome I haven't made any but uh you know probably be great but I don't know I think about that moment of knowing your words are touching somebody else's heart like touching somebody else's experience that I don't know it's it's amazing to me and I'm an educator like I work in education and that's kind of that's kind of our jam that's what we do um 
so that, that in that way, like that response has been incredible, but people are still reading the book and I still get messages and bookstagram posts about it, you know, a year later, Wait, um, I have to show you my, something. <laughs> Keep my dad read it all the way through. And my mom said he only cringed once. Uh, so there's a lot of steamy scenes in that book. Um, and so that that's been really cool too, because I, yeah. uh, I have students who are reading it and like colleagues and a friend of mine is a Navy SEAL and he posted, this is my first romance novel and this is why I loved it. And this is, we should all be reading. Oh, well, oh anytime, I love that. Anytime I see someone like post about it, I've only ever seen like good things and everyone's just like, okay, like who's been sleeping on this book? Why didn't anybody <laughs> tell you? I'm like, but clearly you're not listening to us loud enough. Um, but so I have a, a, a tree that goes in my office every holiday season and I have book ornaments and so I have my little ah! how to fail at flirting one that I get to add. <laughs> and so now I have to order uh, my fastest way to fall one to go with it. <laughs> I love it. I have been thinking I would, actually, I should get like, with my first book, I have a, a necklace that has Jake and Naya on it. Oh. And I've been thinking like, what am I going to get for this book? I haven't figured it out yet, but I love the idea of an ornament. Yeah, I get, I do my like top like 10 or 15 books from the year. Um, so I order them usually in January. Um, and then this year I added a couple just cause you know, for serotonin, um, but they're so fun. <laughs> it's 2020. You've earned it. Yeah. 2021. <laughs> I don't know how you did it where I was like, actually I was in my closet crying Phoebe when I called you, when I sent you the audio message right before we started. And I was like, I do not understand how she was able to do it because I felt like I cried so hard at how to fail at flirting because I was like, this is, I feel so seen. Like, this is such a beautiful, like story for me to read exactly what you said. It is, it is a, a romance with like a healing journey and a healing story. And that felt so beautiful to me. Um, and incredibly relatable. And then you hit me with this book. And I was like, wow, however I felt about how to fail flirting, like I wasn't prepared for the tears of feeling seen in this story. Um, and then I'm pretty sure your next book is about a lawyer and I'm a lawyer. So like, I really just don't know how, why you're doing this to me. Um, <laughs> and I just say, if you've got one reader that you've like hit every single box, every single box. It is me, but I don't think that I'm alone. I think that you've written stories that have this healing component that so many people, um, need to hear and they're, and they're beautifully told and, just, and still so fun and like, and so fun. Yeah. And you still get the butterflies while reading and watching those characters, uh, find, find love again. So this is funny, um, because Emily Henry blurbed your book. Yes, and uh, I amazing. asked, we played um, FMK, a little, uh, 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 an open door uh, moment, <laughs> who you want to marry <laughs> and who you would get rid of uh, with her, uh, her leading men. So same thing. If you had to choose between Jake and Wes, uh, who, who would you want to end up with? <laughs> oh, oh. She said that Gus in Beach Read is the guy she would take home for one night and she would end up with Alex forever. Like, like Alex is the guy you marry. <laughs> I mean, can I have a polyamorous relationship with yes. both of them? Yes, we are into the reverse the answer, harem around the here. Is yes there. <laughs> <laughs> because then I'm also thinking of my upcoming heroes and I'm like, <gasps> I, I would take all of them home. Um, 
We love, we love a reverse harem. Can you just, can you, you know, whatever you can tell us about what to expect from any future Yes, I definitely can. I think if I had to choose between the two of them, I would marry Jake and I would take Wes home just because Jake is older and Mm. probably we have more in common um, age-wise, experience-wise. But I mean, like Wes would come over often. It wouldn't just be like one night, like it'd be a whole thing. Um, Yeah. So for upcoming books, my third novel is out next fall, I think next um, September. And that is, do you take this man? So if you have the physical copy of um, the fastest way to fall, the first chapter is in the back and it's RJ's story. And RJ is Britta's uh, one of her best friends. She's one of the key players in the group chat, which carries through. So she's a divorce attorney. Um, She is pretty like no nonsense. I don't believe in love at the beginning kind of person and she gets ordained to perform um, Britta's wedding and then ends up kind of inadvertently um, performing a impromptu wedding in a park and the wedding goes viral it turns out the couple are celebrities she didn't realize that and then she ends up in this place where she is a divorce attorney like kicking ass and taking names, but also a hotly sought after um, wedding officiant. And it turns out she kind of loves it. And I, um, I perform weddings. I'm ordained to perform weddings, like for friends and, um, and family. And so that's something that I do kind of on the side. And then um, she meets um, Lear, who used to work for the NFL as an event planner, and his life fell apart in a few different ways. And now he is uh, back in his hometown Um, ignoring his good guy inclinations, uh, fully embracing dude bro-ness, and is a wedding planner. And they hate each other. They're in their first meeting, like they run into each other. She calls him all kinds of expletives, and he tells her she should smile more. And like, that's their meet cute. And so like, they truly hate each other. It ends up being an enemies with benefits story. It is super steamy. It's a little bit lighter, I'd say, than the first two books. Um, but I, I love it. It's so much fun. I'm revising it now um, to get back to my editor. So that uh, is the third novel. And that's, yeah, RJ's story. And you get to see Britta and Wes again. Um, and you get to see uh, Jake and Naya, I think a little bit in that one. I don't remember. Oh, no, no, no. You don't get to see them. You get to see some of um, Jake and Naya's friends um, because it takes place in North Carolina. So um, oh. you see Jake, um, someone he had a former relationship with who was actually a character I love. And then you see um, his best friends, um, um, Tyson and Eric in, um, in North Carolina. So you get a little bit of a throwback on that one. Okay, cool, cool. I, uh, I live in North Carolina and I'm also a lawyer. So, you know, I just, (laughs) have you been talking to my FBI agent? Because (laughs) I mean, have you ever had an inappropriate, uh, 15 minutes with somebody in an aquarium? Because if so, then yes, I was seeking. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a little teaser. I, I won't answer that question, but I am so I am so excited for next year. Well, there's that one, and then I have three others. I don't know if you want me to talk about those yet. Um, Gosh, yes, please. Um, that'll be out next summer in mid-May, mid-June, and mid-July. And they all take place in and around an airport. There'll be um, audio and ebooks only from Berkeley. And um, the first one's called uh, The Love Connection. The second is The Misconnection. And the third is The Sweetest Connection. Um, it's like airport connections. Yeah. So the first one is an airport dog groomer. And she meets the guy she's been crushing on, who's just a frequent flyer who flies through the airport all the time. And so she's been uh, 
kind of Diet Coke breaking, clocking him. And then they end up meeting and he is a romance author and she ends up kind of being his muse. And so they go on a lot of dates in the airport um, during like layovers and get to know each other. Um, and I just sort of love them. They're just kind of sweet and cute and nerdy. And um, there's some healing that's going on there too. Uh, in the second one, it's two academic rivals who end up having to travel together um, around the country and then um, discover they had kind of an intimate liaison and then have to get past that and kind of, again, enemies to lovers, rivals to lovers. And then the third one are two best friends who work in the airport and they have five days to solve a mystery uh, before she leaves the country. And so that one's uh, best friends to lovers. The first two I've written, the next one, um, if my editor's listening, will be done by December one because um, <laughs> it's due soon. But those are really fun. I'm excited. I've never written novellas before. And so um, it's been fun to kind of get in some new characters. And those heroes are all, they can all be in the relationship with with Lear and Wes and, and Jake. Perfect. Um, I'm also stuck on the idea of like, I can just imagine someone wanting to get married at like the ripped bodice and you officiating it because it's like, have your favorite romance novelist, novelist officiate your wedding. Like, I fun. love that. My local bookstore, um, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa, um, does weddings there. And so when I was, I toured the place before it opened and did some events with them last year because they just opened in March. I was like, you know, I'm ordained to perform weddings. I have a good track record. All my couples are still together. <laughs> if you're getting married in Iowa and you love Denise. Yeah. <laughs> hit me up. I think it is so fun. It is my favorite role to play in a wedding because you are the only one, even if no matter how bridezilla somebody is, you, you are the only one they really can't mess with because you're like, listen, you need to calm it down. Yeah. Um, you wear whatever you want. <laughs> I love that. And it's low pressure, but yeah, like I, I, did my brother's wedding he did mine which was really cool um I've done like best friends my brother-in-law cousins just for fun but um it is a lot of fun to like stand up there with somebody and help them create a ceremony that you know fits them and yeah uh, and move with it so that yeah that that part of the character is a lot of fun and that was fun to write I love and that's that. so fitting for you know someone that like writes romance novels for a living too to get to like see love and it's like most like precious sacred moment I love that yeah and I've done that long before I wrote my romance novels so I guess maybe I should have known but should have um, known. and at some point in a future book you'll get to see um Britta and Wes's wedding I don't think that's too much of a spoiler because it's happily ever after but um you'll get to see their their union and their kind of them in the future oh, I loved that moment <laughs> Um, all right, I don't want to take up too much of your time because we are running over. Um, so we still do a song pairing. So if you were to pair a song with the fastest way to fall, what would you, what fits the vibe? Well, there are, um, one I know off the top of my head, but the other somebody sent me and it's so perfect, but I have to look it up. I will be dedicating a long time to figure finding the right song I think I picked like for uh how to fail flirting I picked the fray I think um oh, I don't remember you found me that's what it was oh you know it's like <laughs> I know oh well when I wrote it what inspired me was a song that no one's ever heard of um but it's by Francesca Bertaselli I think it's called it's your life um, I did a blog post about it and I don't know this artist. I don't even know what genre this would fall in. If it's country, it maybe it's inspirational. I don't know. Um, but I heard this song and it's just all about like 
this is your chance. Are you going to take it? Like, it's your life. What are you going to do with it? And the lyrics were just so moving that when I first came up with, I came up with the premise of this. And then um, I just kept listening to that on repeat while I was driving home. And that's when I thought, okay, this is, this is how the plot is going to come together. Um, Cause that song really just drove me. And when I happened to finish the book, um, the last revision of it, I had my playlist on and that song just happened to be up when I hit like, I didn't write the end, but when I hit that last yeah. period and like it was done. And so it was very circular, but mm. somebody sent me um, in case you didn't know by Brett young, which mm. is a country song. Yeah, I don't really listen to me country, either. but this is like, if Wes could be encapsulated in a song, like this is that song. Aww. And it's all about, you know, basically I'm in love with you in case you didn't know. Um, and there's a moment in the book where Wes basically says that, like yeah. I've been in love with you for so long and, um, in case you didn't know. So again, those aren't artists I ever really listened to. I don't know how I stumbled on those songs, but um, I love that. And on the book club kit that um, Berkeley put together for me, I created uh, the sick Whitney Houston workout playlist, which comes out in the, comes up in the book, even though these characters are far too old to probably know any of these songs. I don't care. I know them. And if you can't like tap your foot to I'm your baby tonight, like what's even happening in your life. So um, that's out on the website too, if folks want to jam out to that. Oh, I love fun. Um, okay. Last question. You always have the best recommendations. So like, what are you reading right now besides your own books? Like what is your like number one romance recommendation? Ooh, oh my gosh. That's so hard. Um, <laughs> that was, that was a mean question. Maybe like top three or like okay. whatever. Yeah, okay. I know. Maybe we can narrow it down. <laughs> Um, here's a few. One just came out, which is well matched. By, I loved uh, it. Oh my god, Ben DeLuca. Um, <laughs> I that's my favorite of the series by far, mm-hmm. like worlds in a way. And I love Jen. I accidentally ordered three copies of it, so I'm hosting giveaway right now. <laughs> um, but I love that book, and that one just came out. Um, the um, this one won't be out till spring, but it's by Jenny Howe, and it's called uh, The Makeup Test. Um, I just read an early arc of it. It's a fat heroine and a nerdy hero which I think was pulled from my college crushes and they're in graduate school and though it gave me nightmares about being back in graduate school um, it's just fun and flirty and delightful Um, and so I really enjoyed that one and then um, coming out I said I'm reading a lot of books right now that aren't out yet but um, uh, coming out in I think February is I'm so not over you by Kosoko Jackson Um, it's um to, uh, it's a male male from Berkeley. It is kind of second chance. It's just very like sweet and cute and steamy and um, two black male leads and uh, Kosoko is just amazing. So that one will be coming soon if you want to pre-order it or um, if you have access to ARCs to request that one. It's really cute. Oh, yes. Absolutely. All about the pre-orders. Yeah. And we um, will put links to all of those in the show notes too. Oh, amazing. So. Yeah. And if you want an, uh, the opportunity to win a copy of The Fastest Way to Fall, Ashley and I were gifted some extra copies. So make sure to tune in uh, to our Instagrams uh, the day that this episode comes out to see if you can win a copy. Thank you so much, Janice. It's always such a joy to, to talk to you. I never take it for granted. So excited for you. So excited for what's next. And um, I'm so excited for everybody to read this story. Thank you both so much. I'm just like going to be on cloud nine for the rest of the day. Like this is so fun (laughs) to talk to you. I mean, it always is. Um, But yeah, just so amazing. So thank you. 
get your hands on a copy of the fastest way to fall. So it comes out November 2nd. So should be able to, to get your hands on it soon. Thank you so much, Denise. Thank you. I just love her so much. (laughs) I, she is my, can I say like, is it, is it too much to say that she's like my favorite author? Because she's, she's, she's top three for me. She's top three. It's just, I think we say this all the time where like when you're, your heroes, your inspiration, your just those people turn out to be like even better in person than you could have possibly imagined because she's still like she still works full time. She's an educator and she's killing it on TikTok and Instagram. She's so responsive and just such a wonderful person. And I'm really, really excited for the rest of her books. I'm so excited for those novellas to come out this summer. I know. My jaw was on the floor when I realized how many amazing things we're going to get out of her in such a short period of time. Uh, So if you haven't already pre-ordered this book, it will be out in a couple days. And uh, we cannot sing higher praises about Denise Williams, her work, and this book. Truly. And I mentioned this at the end of the interview, but just to reiterate, if you would like a chance to win a copy of this book, make sure you head over to our Instagrams because we will, Instagrams and TikTok, um, because we will, will have the opportunity for you there. If you enjoyed this interview, head on over to Read It or List It Pod on Instagram and let us know your thoughts. And until next time, we hope you have a great week and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.